0: The topic that we will study tonight is for us to fully understand the Great Tao so that we will be able to fulfill our role as a Tao cultivator and so that we will be able to reach out to others. Through this, other people may have the chance to understand what we are studying and they may be able to learn how to cultivate their own selves as well. Last week, It was Ong Lao who formally opened our Tao classes and gave an introductory lecture to us. For this week's class, we will start with our first topic on 15 Buddha rules. As a country has its sovereign laws, individual houses follow house rules or family rules that serve as guidelines in each house or each family. In the same way, as we enter the Tao temple, In order for us to learn and be enlightened by what we are studying, we also have rules or guidelines that we ought to follow as we study. So how did we come about having these fifteen rules? These fifteen rules have been brought to us by the mercy of our Creator. Our Creator was worried that His very own children would not be able to go back to heaven, so He presented these fifteen rules to serve as our guide. These 15 rules have been established a long time ago as our proper guide that we should follow so we can peacefully go back to heaven. In 1971, with the permission of our Almighty God, our Holy Teacher or Qigong Holy Teacher in various holy classes or Tao seminars was given the task for these 15 rules to be contained in his message in the holy classes, and these messages were compiled in a book. These holy messages were painstakingly compiled one by one through various holy classes or Tao seminars that have ultimately become the Fifteen Rules. But because our holy teacher gave his message through ancient Chinese parables, the ancient Chinese characters posed as a challenge for us to understand at this modern time, so there was also permission given to different saints to attend various Tao holy classes or Tao seminar to further expound on these messages from our holy teacher, Qigong holy teacher. They clearly explained to us using modern language so that we could fully understand Chikong holy teacher's message. One of the eight saints that expounded on the message said that we shouldn't look down or belittle the fifteen rules as we may think that they are very simple because these fifteen rules can actually serve us our guide. They can serve us our stairs on our way back to heaven. And as we ascend each step of these stairs, we should carefully plant firmly and carry out each step. How can we firmly and solidly stand on each step that we are taking? This can only be so when we are clear on the things that are being explained to us. What is meant by understanding the guidelines? It doesn't mean only listening, reading, or simply understanding it, but it means carrying out or applying these guidelines in our daily lives. That is what is truly meant by understanding the guidelines. These guidelines are likened to a kind teacher who gives us a clear direction. It is also like a railroad that, as we follow the railroad tracks, we are able to follow fully what we need to do or where we need to go. It is also like a protective wall that is guarding us so that as we are treading or walking this path, we do not make mistakes or we do not go astray from the correct path in the things that we are doing, so that we might not do things against our will, against our own conscience. These guidelines are also likened to water containers that we can bring with us in this path of life, that whenever we feel thirsty, These water containers are able to give us the proper quench to our thirst and they will also give us the proper taste in the things that are happening in our lives. It is also like a very clear scenery or a clear view that gives us the light on the road that we are traversing or the road that we are walking along so that we can clearly see our destination. They are also like the Buddha images that serve as symbols of respect that we ought to give to our own bodies, the respect that we have to give our own selves. Now we will talk about why we should give respect to the Buddhas and to the saints. The speaker is asking us, what do we understand when we say Buddha or saint? The Buddhists are the ones who fully understand their true selves, and they are those that have transcended. They are those who were able to overcome, or they were able to go beyond the problems of the physical life of a human being. We, however, in our daily lives, we can be sometimes in heaven and sometimes in hell or in the underworld we are like floating or having no certainty in our paths. When inside of us is very clear, then we are like saints, but when inside of us we feel confused, it's as if we are in hell. When we respect the Buddhas, the first that we truly respect is their mandate from heaven or their heavenly decree. We claim that we have received Tao, that we are cultivating, that we are practicing Tao, but if there was no enlightened teacher that awakened us, our claim, this claim, would not be possible. There's a Chinese saying that goes amidst three people who are walking together, one can be my teacher. Let us follow the good and avoid or stay away from evil. This is the clear proof that gives us the true indication of our Holy Teacher being able to open our portal door or the heavenly portal during the Tao ceremony. This is also the same proof of what Jesus himself showcased on the cross. In our studies, as we walk this path of cultivation, we also need a guide of the Buddhas. We respect the Buddhas because of their guidance and care for us. Because the Buddhas have a compassionate heart for all people, we should also have sincere respect for them from the bottom of our hearts with utmost sincerity and we should follow in their footsteps. We should study the footprints they have left for us and follow their efforts of awakening us in everything that we do. We say that the saints are our models or our own examples. All the saints have also become human beings in their own times, in their own period. If we are able to follow them, then we will be victorious. The problem lies in our lack of patience to study and practice. All the saints and Buddhas, they all started just like us, as human beings. However, they were awakened to their spiritual mission, which was the true mission in their lives. Let us sincerely follow and strive, or do our best to learn, until our last breath, until our dying moment, and surely we will be able to go back to our destination. It is said that we should walk this human path so that we can be successful in walking the saint's path or Buddhahood. If a person has not become benevolent, if he has not become righteous, if he has not achieved credibility, how can that be? We should be able to fulfill each of these human obligations first. Ong Lao said last week that while we are alive, we should study and strive to follow the ways of the saints, and by doing this, we will all be successful. Our teacher said that we should give utmost respect to the Holy Teacher and we should value the preciousness of the great Tao so that we may be able to become a righteous person. In order for us to achieve that level, the level of the highest state of the saint's inner inner being, the saints' inner heart, we should be able to properly fulfill the role that has been given to us in this life. Through the explanation of the saints to us, the speaker has shared, the respect that we bestow or give to the saints should not be accorded or given only to the visible saints, the visible images, or the saints that we can see with our naked eyes. But, we should be able to respect also the true saint that is inside all of us. For all of us who have received Tao, we already know the true Master that is inside of ourselves. As we venerate or show show respect to the saints that we see with our naked eyes, do we also know how to respect the saint that is residing in our very hearts? Oftentimes, when we encounter problems, we ask the help of the saints. But has it occurred to us to seek the help of the saint that is inside our hearts? As the Buddha said, our inner selves are the true Buddha. The Buddha is our own selves becoming the Buddha. But the true Buddha, where can we really find it? Is it just the replica of the Buddha or the images that we see in the temple? Or is it the Buddha in the holy class when the spiritual trance happens? Is that the true Buddha? The true saint is that which is in ourselves, in the point or the heavenly portal. The true saint that is truly in our hearts. If everything we are doing does not deviate, does not stray away from, or does not misalign from our true nature, then we also do not violate our conscience. This is what is meant by truly respecting the saints. There was a saint who received the Tao ceremony, just like what we received from the Holy Teacher, and from then on, he was very cautious with what he received, as if he was holding something carefully with both of his hands very close to his chest, feeling afraid that he might lose it. With utmost sincerity, he was carefully guarding what he received with both of his hands. Because he understood that our lives are short, he truly understood that in his life, the most important is our spirit. Everything in this life is temporary and doesn't last. What he was trying to seize or to catch was that rare chance that while he had remaining breath, he could still do good deeds and thus, through this, he could save up on his spiritual merits. We can say that this saint truly had wisdom. He knew our human lifespan does not usually surpass 100 years and that everything in this world does not really last. So in every action, he kept guard of his inner self. He was very careful of his every action, and he did all these with wholehearted devotion as he strived to correct his mistakes, every little mistake, every fault, every weakness. As he was very cautious of his inner self, And as he cautiously changed himself, by the young age of 32, he was already able to achieve sainthood or Buddhahood. In his practice, for example, if he has some negative emotions or personal heartaches, it will not involve another person. In any of his mistakes, he never commits them twice. In any of his mistakes... He never commits them twice. There was another saint who also cultivated himself, but what he gave importance to was his bodily or physical actions. He safeguarded three things in his actions every day. 1. In my dealings with others have I been honest. 2. In my dealings with my friends have I been trustworthy. Three have I studied and reflected on the teachings of my teacher? Both of these saints have given their inner beings and sincere devotion to our cult to their cultivation. but the difference was that one of them used a form of inner cultivation which was inside of himself while the other one the center of his cultivation was focused on his actions towards others. In both of their cultivation, there was only a small difference, with one, an internal cultivation, and the other one, an external cultivation. Their efforts seemed to be small daily efforts, but in the long run, there was already a big difference of achievement as evident in their spiritual victories. One who does introspection or self-examination is careful to commit any mistake in his thoughts or intentions inside of himself, and the other one was focused on the examination of his actions with regard to his own dealings with others. When we look at it this way, the difference in their forms of cultivation may be very small, but in the end, as as it is said, that yes, indeed, a small difference may show or may be evident at the beginning, but towards the end, the difference has become very far. The results have become miles apart. The first saint, his way of cultivation was that day and night he would be very cautious and guarded his own temperament that he would not be able to commit even small mistakes as he cultivated his inner spirit. He concentrated on his inner self. He concentrated that he would not lose any small chance to receive spiritual merits. He always strived to reach the level of proper goodness or righteousness. He always guarded his inner self that not even for a moment would he dare to commit mistakes. In his cultivation practice, it was as if he was walking on the edge of a cliff or walking on thin ice, that he was very cautious not to lose his well-guarded cultivation. Every time he would reflect on his own self, and what became his guide was his awakening to the truth so that he would not waste his temporary existence in this world. At the age of thirty-two years old, he already achieved the highest level of cultivation, which was the achievement of sainthood or Buddhahood. The other saint, on the other hand, his center of cultivation was in his relationships and his dealings with others, mostly in material form and actions. Both of them in their respective period or era, their spiritual victories were different from each other. As our holy teacher said, we should be careful and safeguard this precious time that has been given to us, this time that we should learn how to respect the true saint that is inside all of us. In 24 hours, we should be careful how to safeguard our true saint. At every moment, we should be able to respect this Buddha inside our own hearts and give it the highest level of reverence. Let us be humble. Let us forget our ego within all of us, inside our hearts. Let us no longer give importance to our physical selves. And during that time when we have finally lost our concept of the self, when we have lost our own ego, that is a time that will truly give us calmness and peace inside of ourselves. When we reach the time that our own intentions have become the same intentions of heaven itself, that they are well aligned, and there is no more distinction of the concept of you and the concept of me, but rather we are all one and we are all united. This is the time that we can say that we truly respect the saint. This is what Ong Lao always told us about the true master reigning his own home. At this time, we have already lost the self and there is no more selfishness left in us. Now for us to truly respect the saint, we have to be clear in our understanding of these guidelines or Fifteen Buddha Rules. The true evidence of our respect is not only seen physically but in the true clarity, in the true awakening of our own selves and the natural flow of sincere concern that we have for others. That is the true respect that we give which is not merely forced unto us and not only done with our own motives. As we respect the saint, what are the things that we should give attention to? First, how do we fulfill our role of caring for our true nature? As human beings, we tend to do things so that others may take notice of them. When nobody is seeing us or nobody is going to visit us, for example, in the holy class, we tend to be complacent of ourselves and we no longer exert efforts in our cultivation because we cannot let go of these material things or form images that we see with our own eyes. That's why we tend to be relaxed with our discipline of our inner selves. We must understand that the Buddha or saint inside of our hearts, no matter what we are doing, whether we are eating, watching TV, or sleeping, that saint is always with us. That saint is always together with us. It never separates from us. Thus, we must do things without violating our own conscience. This is the time when we can say that we are really respecting the saint. We are just human beings, and it is very hard if, for example, we act like we are guarding and watching over our furniture. That's why we need to have the repentance and gratitude for the things that we have been given and for the things that we have the ability to do. If ever we have committed mistakes, what then should we do? We should repent and give thanks, and that is all. Through this, we will be able to lessen our mistakes and lessen our sins. Ong Lao said that oftentimes we close our eyes. If inside our hearts we have not strayed away or deviated from our true nature, in our actions we are not far from the work of the saints. In what we are doing, let us weigh our inner selves— Have I done anything that is contrary or in violation against my conscience?" This is the only time that we can say that we have not violated our inner selves. As we go inside the Tao Temple and as we do our arrival and departure rituals, are we able to do these rituals properly in our holy class or Tao seminar? We say that there are saints that are guiding us in the temple. But also in our house temples, there are holy guards that are always there. When we arrive in our house temple, we should give reverence and say our arrival ritual before we do the tasks that we need to do in our house. When we are about to leave, let us do our departure rituals first before we leave. The best is for us to follow these guidelines and so we should kneel and bow and not act as if we are in a hurry and just hurriedly fulfill our temple obligations because as we do our reverence and bowing we are able to lessen our lessen our ego and we are able to give respect from inside of ourselves the moment that we give reverence we are reminding ourselves to go back to heaven's will To go back to heaven's heart. Through this, we are learning that as we offer our bows, we should do this in the proper way, in a respectful and reverential way. The way we render our arrival and departure reverence ritual should be done with the proper timing required, based on the given situation. During the holy class or Tao seminar, when the saint has already arrived and has given his heavenly title, immediately we should give our sincere reverence. But we should not just render this reverence only to the saint visiting us, but we must also give the same reverence to our transmitting masters as they have the heavenly mandate and represent the holy teacher. This is a temple guideline we should also follow. We should give the saint a reverential welcome when they visit us in the holy class or Tao seminar because the visit of the holy teacher is not an everyday occurrence. It is a rare chance that we have been given, so we should calm our hearts and listen intently and willingly to the message of the holy teacher unless we have a personal emergency or we have very important tasks that we cannot escape to do. When we are being asked by the visiting saint in the holy class about anything, we should immediately give our feedback, our honest answer, with a voice loud enough to be heard properly. We should have a notebook ready for us to jot down or record any important message that strikes us or become meaningful to us, and we can review this message when we reach our homes, when we have the available time to do so. We should not only give reverence to the saint visiting us, but we should give the same respect to our transmitting master and to our speakers who explain and allow us to understand Tao more clearly. When we receive the holy message, let us really follow them. With the messages coming from the saint, let us try our best to understand them so that when we truly understand them, we will be able to apply them in our lives. Through our application of the holy message in our daily lives, we will also have the chance to share to others the same message that we have been enlightened with coming from the saints. Let us not take for granted the message we recorded from the holy class. We should not just put them anywhere without respect when we reach our homes. Worse, we don't even allocate some time to review these holy notes. This shows that we don't really give value to the holy message that we have received from the saint. We also conceal or just keep inside of ourselves these good news from the saint, and we never share them to others. We should value these holy messages and give them the proper respect, not treating our notes like trash. If there really comes a time that our written holy notes are rendered unusable or cannot be read anymore, then we should respectfully discard and burn them and not just leave them unused, lying anywhere in our houses. These holy messages from the saint, we should really value them. We can even choose to put them on the altar or in our personal library. We shouldn't keep them Keep them just lying in our bedroom, even on top of our beds or under our pillows. These actions do not show the proper respect. Even as we read the message from the saint, we should do this with reverence. As we sit or stand properly while doing so, we should not lie down lazily on the bed or even read them in the toilet. The way we understand the message of the saint is an individual fit, suited exactly to the person receiving the message and dependent on his or her own practice and level of spiritual cultivation. In our everyday lives, our level of insight and understanding is not always the same. As we observe our own selves, after some time has already passed and we review the holy notes that we have made, At that point, a fresh insight could come to us and our wisdom, enlightenment, and self-confidence could increase because of that new insight or new learning. Our degree of understanding to those new learnings will be proportional to the frequency with which we go back and review our holy notes. next in our study is that we should safeguard the cleanliness and peacefulness of our temple. As we are in the Tao Temple and we light the holy lamps, we are invoking the saints to come to the temple. In reality, they are actually there with us when we do this. Even if there is no holy class or Tao seminar, or there are no regular Tao classes being held in the temple, Still, there are saints that constantly visit there. That's why we need to keep our Tao temple clean and peaceful. We shouldn't say that the direction of of our cultivation is only inwardly, and it is only within our hearts and our inner being, that we want to justify that we don't have to take care of our external appearance or even take care of our external environment. We should not be like this in our hearts. When the Tao Temple as a holy vessel that is intended to bring people to heaven is not clean and peaceful, it will be very hard for us to fulfill this heavenly mission. Do we know that even our own kitchen has a kitchen saint that is protecting our kitchen the whole year, so we should be able to maintain its cleanliness to show our respect to the kitchen saint? What we have discussed previously pertains to the temple that is seen by the naked eyes, but the unseen temple inside ourselves, inside our hearts. We should also keep that clean and peaceful. This unseen temple inside of ourselves has been tainted by greed, by anger, by ignorance, by our own emotions and by our numerous desires. With this, we should be willing to keep it clean at every moment. However, this is more easily said than done. For example, when we feel envious, when we argue with others, when we react in anger, when we do things that we don't even notice that we have done them, at that instant, we have to reflect on ourselves and be willing to admit that it is our own perception, our very own views, and our very own opinions that are showing a certain lack, a deficiency within us, inside of us, and this is evident with the display of these particular actions. We may start to argue argue with others because our selfishness has become so heavy, thus, let us not allow our emotions to have a strong hold on us when, in an instant, we have offended or harmed others. we should notice that we should regret that we would regret our actions deeply when this happens, our mistakes become brighter than the rays of the morning sun, and our weaknesses our deficiencies have now been clearly exposed. And ironically, we are identified as Tao cultivators. This is a very difficult situation to be placed into. And how should we clean ourselves after this situation has already happened? Meanwhile, in the Tao temple, during the offering ceremony, we offer fruits to the saints. When we buy these fruits for offering, the first thing we should remember is that these fruits are to be offered to the saints. It is not that we should buy the most expensive ones. What is important is is that we buy the fresh ones. When we choose for ourselves, we naturally make the best possible choices. How much more when we bring offering for the saints? We should choose properly and respectfully. We should not also eat ahead before we offer anything to the saints just because we have this strong desire to taste them first. Since what we bought were offering for the saints, these should be sincere offerings. It is not that the saints are weighing on us or always measuring and disciplining every little thing that we do, but if we want to show that we really respect the saints, then we should do this action with utmost sincerity. As we continue... The transmitting masters who go to remote places to propagate Tao and to introduce Tao where Tao is unknown, they really sacrifice and work hard to be able to fulfill this heavenly mission. They are instruments that communicate heaven's message to these remote places, so we should sincerely respect our transmitting masters and take care of them. In our next discussion, there is also emphasis to be placed on respecting the articles or items in the Tao Temple. We have to understand clearly that every person is a future saint. If we we can extend our sincere understanding and sincere respect for each person, for the saint that is inside each person, and not only show respect towards the external appearance of that person. Our respect should not only be dedicated to the images of the saints on the altar, but to every saint that is unseen, residing in each person. The saints are not personally pleased by receiving our respect. They don't also feel bad or take it personally when we have unfavorable words for them in times that we don't feel good or when we don't give them the proper respect. They also don't feel flattered when we make images for them, even with inlays of gold. What is truly pleasing to the saints is found in the sincerity that is within that person. It is only we human beings who are bound to these emotions feeling happy when we are noticed by others or feeling flattered when we are given importance to by others. It is only we human beings who feel this way and who attach importance to these things. When we have learned to fully respect our own true selves inside of us only then will we have genuine respect for others. When we have respected ourselves and respected others, that is the only time that we will be able to showcase to others that these actions truly reflect the actions of the saints. It is not with our words or the actions that are only showcased to be seen by others. When we have done sincere actions that show respect, that is the only time that we can say that we have respected the saints. That concludes my sharing for tonight on this topic. I want to thank all the saints. If I am lacking in my explanation, please be patient with my shortcomings and please, I ask the transmitting masters to please add to my sharing.